Welcome to the ninth Big Brother Canada 3 recap episode of the UL Team Number Podcast. My name is Michael Harpstone and joining me as ever is one Canadian whose word expires every Wednesday night, Logan Saunders. Evening. And the Australian whose afro is also protected from nasty ass worms, Ben Powell. <laughs> Howdy. You can tweet us as always using the hashtag Yankcast or email us at yankcast.gmail.com. So did we enjoy this week? I'm pretty cl- I'm pretty happy with the way it ended. It wasn't like it wasn't exciting, though the way it ended was good. And also, 100 Minutes of Hell is probably a rival for best HOH competition of the season. I've got to say, I am, I'm still enjoying this continuation of Big Brother still being cruel as hell. Because it's Big Brother Canada, obviously we had them being put in the water tanks, but just adding in the stuff that I wasn't expecting, like the family messages, that sort of thing, that was just mean. Or Greg for two minutes. Oh, crack, yeah, because <laughs> they definitely know what hell feels like. I should have never taught him that word. Proper. <laughs> Hashtag 66604. <laughs> so, last week, uh, as HOH, Ashley nominated Godfrey and targeted Sarah, but Sarah won the power of veto, ensuring her safety. However, her safety was bittersweet when Brittany was the replacement nominee. From rock bottom, Sarah and Brittany had the chance to compete for the biggest power in Big Brother Canada history, ultimately giving Queen Bee the real control over nominations. Forced to keep everyone in the dark, Brittany probed the house and zeroed in on Zach, but Bruno dug himself a nomination-sized hole and became the target. And Bruno was knocked out of the house by a vote of 4 to nothing and sent to the jury house, where he then spread a lot of mean things about Sarah. Because he's a poor sport. That Italian stallion... And understandably, Sarah and Brittany were rather happy at this turn of events. I suspect Godfrey was as well. Well, Godfrey wanted to play all sides of the house, so he was happy just to just get the chance. And Zach thinks that he stayed on eviction night because of the relationships he nurtured, and not because Bruno's a much bigger threat. <laughs> or, or annoyance. And Godfrey's word expires on eviction night. And then we get to where we left off last week with the HOH competition, called 100 Minutes of Hell. Each person must stay lying down in a box and must hit the buzzer after they think 100 minutes has passed with lots and lots of distractions that are not very nice. First of which was smoke blasting in their faces, which we saw as Arissa was talking last week. Poor Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, God- Godfrey had such a rough time. He was getting smoke in his face, then worms in his afro, and then being chilled to the bone by the flood of water, crying. And then his grandmother was talking. Yeah, crying from his grandma talking. Having to put up with Greg's voice again. Proper. Um, you use that word way too much, Michael. Should have never taught you that word. Hashtag 66604. It's funny that they did a uh, a Greg remix. A Greg dubstep remix. Like uh, this sort of unbreakable Kimmy, just have it interjected with a bunch of Greg quotes is what you're getting at? Well, Greg's alive, damn it. It's a miracle. And Peely started flinching even when fire started. She was so uncomfortable. What was... I tried to catch what she said regarding her strategy, and did I hear it right that her strategy in this competition was to think of positive things? That was her strategy to try and win this competition? Not positive things, pretty things. Pretty things? Okay, so we're getting... uh, It's like borderline Sound of Music Julie Andrews type strategy to win the HOH competition. She was just thinking of diamonds and rubies. She's crazy about Bentleys. So she's Rihanna? Either that or early 2000s uh, British rap collective Big Brothers. wonder if any of the house guests ended up with lice because of the HOH competition. Well, Sarah ended up with worms stuck to her ass, so I wouldn't be surprised. 
Although the absolute best distraction, which they did put the video up of um, on the official Facebook group beforehand, was the clown. Just harassing Ashley. Oh, yeah. Just purely for reaction shots of three of the five people playing just going, what the hell? That is really, really distracting. And Ashley just going, seriously, I'm not even playing. Get away from me. Stop bothering me. There should have been like a Scooby-Doo type chase where the clown just chases Ashley around the house going in and out of rooms and have that like old school 80s music playing and have like the fast motion video rolling around. Yeah, the Benny Hill one. Yes. Now I got to pay for rights for that music. Thanks a lot, Michael. <laughs> as long as it's shorter than 10 seconds, we don't. Radio experience, Ben. <laughs> and... Zach's dad, during his message, just basically spoke complete gibberish to me because he was speaking sports. Going back to our discussion last week of sports, us. sports, 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 touchdown, uh, home run, uh, basket, <laughs> run, running the field, quarterback, puck, five hole, <laughs> bogey, 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 bogeys, trail bogeys, trail bogeys, and golf are the worst. And then the cold water started because this is Big Brother Canada. And we've not had an HOH competition where they've had cold water chucked at them for a while. I wish they would just keep pouring it more and more into it just to see how they'd react. Just to see if they float. Or are they a witch? Yes. I, I, well, you're not aware. Everything floats down here, Michael. Ooh, good reference. And Godfrey spends hours a day trying to keep this afro looking fresh for the ladies, and now he's got nasty-ass worms in it. And Feely and Sarah also were not very happy about the worms. Oh, the classic Peely scream that they showed at least the next two episode recaps over and over, and her freaking out to the point that, uh, I wonder if she got disqualified because she didn't hit her buzzer upon leaving the, upon leaving the thing. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. It wouldn't have mattered anyway because, you know, it wasn't even close to 100 minutes, and Sarah got like, Sarah was closest and she was like last, so. If she would have been disqualified, she probably would have been a have not. Because it was Zach and Brittany who were uh, the have-nots, wasn't it? I'm surprised they didn't show the Sarah scream more, because I, I think the Sarah reaction was actually funnier. The Sarah reaction was the one that I got the got a screen cap of, rather than Peely. And, of course, what does Big Brother do when he sees that everyone's getting annoyed by the worms? He adds more worms. And then they all drown. So many lives wasted. And uh, Zach was the first to tap out, with Brittany right behind him. And then uh, Peely, after the second round of bugs. And then Godfrey... Despite saying he wasn't going to throw it, throws it to Sarah because he trusts her. There was really no need for Godfrey to win this HOH anyway. I'm surprised he uh, didn't think of that beforehand. Like his, enti- his, enti- his entire game is like dependent on him not having power and going towards the- going towards the power and being on the power side. So, I mean, I was I was saying this to Ben earlier or on Wednesday night actually when we were discussing the spoilers from the double eviction. But actually, Godfrey can only beat Ashley. I think. I don't think... If Godfrey was up against Brittany or Sarah, I don't think Godfrey could win. Ashley can't beat anyone. I think Ash... Well, Ashley has a lot of diaper... Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but diaper allies on the jury. And Chop Shop. And Chop Shop, yeah. She's actually in a... She's probably got a... I think after I watched the end of the last episode, I thought, if Ashley, you know, gets to the end, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a final three as of yet, it's certainly looking that way. But she probably has the highest chance of winning overall against any of the other three, which would be a, a very random edit ending given how little she's been shown the whole season up until the past week. I'm not sure because Zach 
said that Sarah was going to win. Just, I know Zach. Probably because he thought that Ashley was going to go this round, though. I know that Zach wouldn't vote for anyone but Ashley if Ashley was there. But Bruno probably wouldn't vote for Ashley over someone like Brittany or Sarah, I don't think. But Bruno doesn't like Sarah, though. It's unfortunate, but Ashley is, like, a bit too set up, especially since, you know, Willow's Willow now felt betrayed by Sarah. Bruno doesn't like Sarah. Bobby, I don't know what he's thinking. He just, I don't, to use the old cliche, he doesn't want to get blood on his hands. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? How, I'm pretty sure Ashley's a lot more set up than you probably think she is. And then you've got Jordan, uh, was it Jordan, Kevin, and Peely all on the jury, and they're going to vote together no matter what. And Zach. And Zach. That's like pretty much six votes right there. We just have to hope she doesn't make it to the uh, finals end, don't we? She's Do we know final it's a final three? Well, Arissa's hinting at it. Arissa said after the jury house segment that they're going to have a massive surprise when they come to vote, which makes me think that either someone's vote is going to get surprise um, cancelled or that we're going to get a final three. But the format of the game doesn't really allow for Final 3. Yeah, I was thinking that because they wouldn't have had to do the double eviction if they were doing that, would they? They'd just do an eviction on Monday and then Final 3 on... or Final 4 on Wednesday. So I'm hoping that we're still going to get Final 4 eviction on Monday, Final 3 eviction and Final 2 on Wednesday, but Arissa's hinting at a surprise and I'm not particularly excited about finding out what it is. I know the Survivor format was screwed up over the years, but they can't really do anything with the Big Brother format. Otherwise, the massive final competition of the entire game is the Power of Video competition, which would suck. I don't think we're going to get a final three, but I'm hoping we're not as well. Maybe they're just going the same route as like Survivor and they're, and they're itching towards, and they're itching towards situations that, that provide for a final two, final two tie. Like, like ten, ten people on the jury. It's going to be Canada's tiebreaker, isn't it? At the end of the Monday episode, Arissa will probably be, probably announce that Canada gets a vote again, I would think. I'd be very surprised if they don't engineer a situation where Canada gets a vote. Maybe Canada, Canada gets to vote on a jury to take off and replace with their vote. Something like that. Anyway. Pretty much whatever it takes for producers to ensure that Sarah or Brittany win at the end of the game would be my guess. Which, ultimately, I don't mind, because, you know... I don't mind either. Yeah, they are the best two characters left in the game, definitely, but... Brittany, then Sarah, for me. Well, Brittany, then Sarah, in terms of preference of winning for me, as well. Yeah. Because I I think Brittany is a huge target, as Zach rightly pointed out. But if she gets there, she probably has a good chance of winning. Has Brittany ever had a Wednesday night off from Big Brother Canada in, like, the past six or seven weeks? It seems like the whole... each. Wednesday night, there's a double eviction or triple eviction or the the safe power thing that always revolves around her, and she's either HOH or the one in power. Or on the block. Or on the block, five times, yeah. Has she been an, just a just a regular person casting a vote on any of those weeks in the, since, like, the beginning of the game? I don't think she has, actually. If she made the final three, if she made the final two and one should be the first winner to have actually been on the block at some point during the game. Because, like, Jillian wasn't and John wasn't. Well, on the on the block for eviction, at least. Like, John was at the block in the final four, and Jillian was... No, Jillian was never on the block before the final three, so... Yeah, it'd be a, it would be a first. She was like a... She went from pawn to power, so... <laughs> 
She's Canada's newest porn star. Well, not anymore. She's retired that lifestyle. And we get finally a mention of Pizza Pizza sponsoring uh, Big Brother Canada. I don't know what that is. Um, Pizza Pizza is a... I think it's basically just in Ontario. Yep. Uh, I was actually at a Raptors game of, when I was in Toronto for Thanksgiving, and uh, they gave everybody in the stadium a free slice of pizza if the Raptors scored 100 more or more points at a basketball game. And sure enough, they did. But I was too busy that I did not stop by a Pizza Pizza location, so I have yet to know what a slice of Pizza Pizza tastes like. So sad. And I very much took advantage of it in Toronto Pearson Airport because. Is it any good? Yeah. How, much, it, how would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, 7.8, too much cheese. Ah, well played. Sorry, default answer to any numerical question there. Yeah, it's actually surprisingly nice because we, we were in Toronto for the week and sort of nipped into a pizza pizza thought, uh, not, not sure about this, it doesn't look very nice, and then took advantage of a very good deal at the airport, and it was actually really, really nice. It's a lot nicer than it looks. That should be their slogan. Random guy from England. It's a lot nicer than it looks. It's not that horrible. <laughs> and Pizza Pizza is, like, cheap with how much money they're giving the ho- winning house guests for this task. It's just $500 gift card each. Everyone else is dealing out $5,000, and they're just... Stopping at $1,000. It's like they're the producers of Amazing Race 24. Like, what, what are they doing? Uh, so, working in pairs, house guests must sample a pizza with four toppings blindfolded. Then they must re- remove their blindfold and put the four toppings that they think were on the pizza on the board. Just for fun, they'll be wearing an oversized t-shirt and apron. And the team that gets the most toppings out of 20 correct wins a very special prize and $500 gift cards. Which, from my experience of Pizza Pizza, will actually get you a lot of pizza but still this was a relatively boring task to watch overall i don't have too many notes on it any pizza with chicken is godfrey's jam obviously especially the chicken feet uh zach can't pronounce jalapenos jalapeno yeah feel has to sort of glare at him and go it's not jalapeno jalapeno he did he said it really weird maybe he was thinking yeah, I... of the tribe from survivor token cheats that's where the confusion lied for him he's a big uh stephen fishback fan fisher fisher and uh, Sarah says, B, if you can't trust me on this pesto thing, how can you trust me in the game? And that's when their final two alliance ended, you know? just at all, It was all the case of the pesto. And they went their separate ways, and now they're both working with the diaper alliance. Pesto is, you know, they, they really screwed up. Well, that is why when Brittany got the uh, double eviction HOH, she put up Sarah on the block, just to make sure. And uh, Ashley and Godfrey are the winning team with a score of 17 out of 20. Everyone gets letters from home in the lids of their pizzas at the pizza party that they won. And Ashley and Godfrey's special prize is two minutes alone with their loved ones. Did you know that if Sarah and Brittany would have won this competition, that both of them would have won the power of veto and were guaranteed to be safe for the week? But since because Ashley and Godfrey won, they just swapped it out and it was just their loved ones for two minutes. Yep, that's why they didn't specify the prize beforehand. Yep. A reward to be announced later. It can be whatever production wants it to be. The winning team get final two passes. <laughs> but you have to keep them secret until uh, the live finale. I like Godfrey's triple goatee during the family visit. Godfrey does uh, have an inane sense of style, shall we say. No one else really does anything with their hair. That's that's the annoying part about this season. Godfrey's the only one who, you know, just switches his hair up here and there. That's what I would do if I was on Big Brother. 
especially with my long hair. Well, there's a very good reason that he's uh, the lady pleaser, God- Godfrey Manguiza. He has to keep it fresh. And Godfrey finds out that his sister's pregnant again, and she also gives him advice on his fro. Lots of water. Our hair loves water. If only he stayed in the 100 minutes of hell a bit longer, that uh, ice-cold water would have uh, really helped. Also, after the sort of reunion from home thing, why did we spend so long on just seeing everyone tease Godfrey and Brittany about a potential showmance? Because there aren't enough showmances to go around with just six house guests left in the house anyway. Also, this means that it's the first Big Brother Canada season that we are going to have without a showman's in the final three. Because tradition states that the showman's gets to the final three, and then one of them gets cut at final three. We need a new showman's formed. ASAP. The producers tried. They really, it was like in Big Brother Canada 1 towards the end, where they planted the seed in Andrew's head that uh, him and Jillian could be a, could be a showman's, and that didn't uh, pan out at all. And here they try again with uh, Godfrey and Brittany, and for about the third or fourth time throughout the season, it just doesn't go anywhere. And producers try and give us red herrings for the nominations by saying that Brittany and Sarah contemplate taking out Peely over uh, Ashley, for some reason. And for some reason, everybody except, they still keep the four-person shortlist, so the only person not on the shortlist shown before nominations is Brittany. Yep, the... The shortlist is Ashley Godfrey, Peely, and Zach, obviously. The nominations were Ashley and Zach. And sadly, that's probably the last time that we'll see that nomination board. I've grown to love its ridiculousness. The tube, uh, the wheels, the gears. Yeah, we probably won't see that again ever. Well, you could probably see, like, you know, the nomination board. Like, at least the shortlist I don't think we'll see again, but we might see it for Sarah's. Uh, wait. We might see it for the next HOH. <laughs> oh, Spoiler. <laughs> As an accident. Spoiler. I couldn't finish that. I couldn't finish that as I couldn't finish any other way. <laughs> After nine weeks, you never spoil an HOH. Hey, it's it's good though. It is, but it doesn't actually matter because Vito's the only one that matters this week. Well, Sarah's safe. <laughs> oh, and you'll never guess who's nominated. Oh, could uh, could it be Godfrey and Ashley? <laughs> Not that it matters in the slightest, because if if Brittany is on the block at the eviction, she will be going, I suspect. Unless she's up against Ashley. <laughs> oh, Ben, you are special. I do appreciate Zach, when he's nominated, that he was dressed up a lot like Billy Madison uh, uh, near the start of the movie, Billy Madison, just with the hat backwards and the jean shorts and the and the shirt that looked like it was rather worn. Uh, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the most uh, hygienic look to have, I guess. I was waiting for him to uh, start singing some uh, Boy George. It's not the most ridiculous we've ever seen that look this season, though, is it? No. No, it's not. And after the nomination ceremony, Godfrey's obviously happy about that going up, because he targeted Zach for many weeks. And Peely can't win, because if she does, Godfrey will go up and obviously go home. And you know it's a special occasion because Sarah wore a bra to the nomination ceremony. Glad you noticed, Michael. Well, she said it herself. <laughs> Her and Brittany were in the HOH room and Britt was like, oh, it must have been an important uh, occasion. You wore a bra. And Zach tries to mastermind a, a final four of all girls for Ashley and Peely to form it with Brittany and Sarah to get Godfrey put up as a replacement nominee. The plan could have worked... No, I couldn't have, because, like, Zach doesn't think he's a mastermind, but he isn't. 
you know, even if Ashley and Peely did form the Final Four, there'd be no reason to keep Zach because that Final Four does not include Zach. The best thing about this, above everything else, though, was just the gloriousness of Peely trying to sell it to um, to Sarah. Yeah, I felt bad because there was sort of, it's sort of like you know that the editors are burying her, so it's it's not like doesn't it's not funny to me. It's just sort of like oh okay. It was a good week for Sarah reactions, though. Sarah's just like uh. No, not even a chance. Don't believe you. And Zach's plan was like, um, you know, basically all it did was just highlight just he's he's like basically the same character as Kevin, but you know, slightly less misogynistic. Like falling into the hole. I've been manipulating all the women all this time. It's it's in my bottoms that have kept me in this game because I'm such a great player. Me, me, me. And everyone gets to compete in Vita. Why would they do that? This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. The final six get to all compete in veto now. Yay. And Peely doesn't have to host. This conversation is called Show Me the Veto. Another sponsored task. Yay. And Hasquest must fill their giant tablet with seven posters of the TV shows that can only be found on Show Me. Oh, I get the pun now. Oh, man. Oh, Show Me. What? As really? in, like, the app Show Me? Yeah. Oh. As in the app that yeah. got mentioned oh, once. I thought... Thought producers were just fans of Jerry Maguire. Oh, oh, okay. Let's let's continue. I I don't get it because like no, I, I get the show me pun, but I don't get like you, I've seen many channels in which Louis C.K. and Sons of Anarchy and American Horror Story have been shown on, and you know it's not like Netflix, is it? Because I've seen I've I've seen plenty of channels in which they have aired, and it's not and not be on show me. I think it basically is on Netflix. I think I think it's in terms of streaming. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to uh, challenge Netflix, but it doesn't really stand a chance here in Canada. So why does it say only shown on only shown on Show Me? Because I'm assuming those are the only seven shows that Show Me has that Netflix doesn't. Yeah, none of those are on Netflix Canada. They need to watch the screen with clips of the shows, which uh, during which portions of the puzzle may appear. The house guest who hits the buzzer in the fastest time wins a power veto and a five thousand dollar entertainment package. And Yay. another moment. Did you notice that Sarah said she smoked the bottom row? Oh, I get it. It's it's not quite as subtle as the show me the veto pun, but uh, at least she was going for something there. And Godfrey thought that Louis C.K. was disappointed in him as well. Yes, he was. <laughs> it looked like it with the face with the face palming. This puzzle seemed really, really easy. I don't know whether it was just me or not, but. It seemed a lot easier than they were making it look. Well, it took the, them 28 the, minutes. 28 minutes, yeah. The, the giant Sons of Anarchy poster would have been hard to put together. Even if you knew what the Sons of, they were Sons of Anarchy on the top row, then you just... I would put it together on the floor before putting it on the wall. And also, I would have looked through the sort of folder thing with all the pieces and seen that I had a lot more Sons of Anarchy ones and then just found out that I needed to put it on the top row. Would you have though? How do you how do you know, how do you know there wasn't another gigantic poster in there? The other six shows, I don't think any of them had a massive billboard campaign like Sons of Anarchy did. Sons of Anarchy's billboard campaign was that sized, or with that. Do you think? Oh. Do you think that? Do you think they weren't allowed to put it together on the floor because it didn't look like they were doing it? It would have been a much, it would have been much easier, but I don't think they were doing it. Yeah, I think that's so, what Zach was trying to do by throwing it by. Uh... Tossing him up on the wall without using the ladder at all. I think he was trying to lay it out on the wall before putting it all together. Because it would have made it life a lot easier for them. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been as entertaining and they wouldn't have been as tired and Peely wouldn't have quit. <laughs> Again. Like I said, they're burying her. I feel bad because she seems like an... Like, 
you know, when when she was evicted, she seems like a nice person when she's not in the house. But like the Big Brother audience is very cruel, and the big bro- people in the people in Big Brother are, are very cruel. So probably wouldn't have it probably wasn't the best choice for her, but I, but I like her either way. And Brittany loves a beard and even a good hair flow. And Peely is not good with puzzles and has a terrible memory. Peely quits the veto competition and Ashley wins it with a time of twenty eight day. I wonder what she's going to do with this veto. I'm glad they spent the next 20 to 30 minutes of this episode trying to create doubt for something that Sarah and Brittany already said uh, wasn't going to happen way at the start of this episode. She might veto Zach. It could happen. And Ashley's also terrible at selling Sarah the final four plan of all girls. And I know we've mentioned it before, but Sarah has crazy good skills at reading people. Not that you need them to see through Ashley's plan, at least. Or actually lies. And now the secret mission which had the rap in it. Ugh. Next! <laughs> At least there was numbers and triangles and Bruno took over the Greg voiceover throughout the house role. You guys look sick. Which sounds like something more, something uh, somebody like Bobby would say instead. But no, that was a Bruno quote. And also, Zach had a man button for some reason. That's literally all I have to say about this. They won a party anyway. Good for them. And and luckily, because the show is only rated a PG on Canadian television, we did not see Godfrey self-evict within the episode. So at least we didn't have to see that. At least this upcoming season of Survivor will be rated PG. And, you know, any of the other 19 people in the cast. hey <laughs> And after that stupid task, it's time for Ashley to decide between Peely and Zach. And if she's sensible, she'll send her showman's Zacking. Quote, Sarah. This is when you know that the season's been going on for about 60 days is when that's the best pun that they've had on the table for the whole episode. Because they can't just keep showing Godfrey's commentary every two seconds. They have to show somebody else at some point with some sort of quip, but nobody, nobody's, uh, nobody's really got their A material anymore. I mean, we have we have our B material with uh, Brittany still being around. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you can tell you can I think this is a good testament as to why in Big Brother in recent years that they have a lot more house guests at the beginning and they try to hold on to as many house guests for as long as possible because having more people around means more interactions, means more material, means more jokes and more events uh, that can go on. And now that we're down to a few people and they waited to cut it down to only six people right before the end, uh, you can sort of see the disadvantage of that because they can only do so much with what's gone on in the house for the past week. So, Ashley obviously vetoes herself at the ceremony and Peely's a replacement. Shocker. And Ashley and Peely were hoping that Zach had a secret veto up his butt. Oh, because it's a diaper alliance, of course. That really was not a very nice way to open the eviction episode with just talk about soiled nappies. Yeah, not the greatest start either. It's a good. There's a good reason why this was a double eviction. I think. I think this was Zach's punishment for that speech, so that not only did he have to be evicted out of the game himself, but uh, uh, ensure that one of his allies was taken out as well by the end of the night. And Brittany and Sarah were scared of Godfrey flipping, and Godfrey told Peely that he's not going to vote her out. But things change. I love how Godfrey's just absolutely screwing with people now, and it's kind of hilarious. He's living up because they can't do anything about it. They know that they have to take out both sides, so Godfrey could play a lot worse of a social game, and both sides know that. It's like, well, we can't exactly take out Godfrey because he's not a pair, so 
he gets to be left alone until Final Four at the very least, if not Final Three. Is there anyone that Godfrey could beat at the Final Two? Not anymore. No, I don't think so. Godfrey's stock has rapidly dropped, sadly. Zack tells Brittany that she's going to be the next target when he goes, and he's 100% correct. So at the eviction, by a vote of three to nothing, Zack's evicted. Yep. And Sarah was Zack's pick to win, interestingly. Based off a quick one second, uh, probably he was only allowed about two seconds to think about who he thought was going to win. Yeah, because they had to get to a whole second eviction. A table mug, classic Survivor, Exile Island, table maze. So this second HOH competition is called Web of Flies. Each houseguest has a table maze with a fly on top of it. They must lead their fly to the exit, and the first houseguest to free their fly and hit the buzzer is the new head of, head of household. And that person's Brittany. That table was awfully big for people like... I think Peely had a really rough time with that table because she had to lean over really far just to get anywhere near the center of the table maze. Yeah. Maybe they were hoping that Zack stayed, and uh, with him being, like, 6'5", he had easy reach. Yeah, because that seemed like a struggle for a lot of them. And Godfrey had a terrible performance. Did he ever get beyond the the outer rim of the maze? I don't think he's even trying. I also love how frantic the cameras are always are during those quick HOH competitions, because they don't know who to show and who uh, is in the lead at the time. Like the last time with the triple eviction where... Bruno Zach came and out Kevin are in the lead. Yeah, and then Bruno wins veto. So this time it was like, we don't know who's going to win HOH, so they just have to cut back and forth, and then next thing you know, you see Brittany running to the buzzer, because it's very tough to uh, show a challenge where you have to figure out who's leading when it only lasts for two minutes. And in a shocking turn of events, Brittany nominates Ashley and Peely. The mist, uh, just the surprises just keep on coming. However, if you are Willow, the surprises did keep on coming in the jury house. Do we need to talk about the jury house, really? Yeah, because it is kind of important and kind of awkward and awesome. Yeah, but it's like Ponderosa. Like, I don't consider it part of the episode, so I just skip over it. But depending on who it is, the cake that Willow made, she can make the cake happy, warm, and fun, or the colour of blood. And she actually got dressed for once. I know, she got dressed. Bruno must feel so honoured. And then, yeah, then Bruno just crushes it all together, and Willow's pretty much back to square one. Yeah, Willow found out quite brutally that Sarah voted against her. And absolutely nobody understand. no one understands the context of what happened, and then you have Kevin just shooting his mouth off when it's like, you know what, Kevin, That Sarah didn't actually in- intend to make that move. You, have, you, you thought it was this brilliant move that Sarah pulled off, but really it was a huge mistake that nearly cost her and Brittany the game. And it would have if not for the coup d'etat thing that came up. And Bruno feels absolutely no guilt. It's Big Brother, let's play. And the jury will face a huge surprise according to Arissa when they come to vote. Have you guys noticed that when the moment like people like Kevin and Zach and Jordan have uh, voted out, the, the storyline of the season frees up and we see actually more ca- see better characters? Like, I don't... Look, I don't get the Big Brother audience in, the, in North America because it mostly just seems to be the type that you know, like Zach Rantz and like people like Kevin and Jordan or Peter Brown. And it's like, you know, they don't, they don't have a storyline. They have like gameplay. It's like, it's like season after season of Kim Spradlin or Boston Rob from Redemption Island or I don't know, Derek from Big Brother US. It's like, wait, that, I'm good to Eric as an example of that. Like, I don't know. Who is a game? Tyson from Blood vs. Water Survivor. Like, is, do the producers really see worth in that, or why is the why is there such demand for characters like that when all they do is, you know, 
they have little life experience. They have little they can bring to the table other than a certain angle. And all they do is just like give these self-congratulatory confessionals about how great they are and how they're, how they're throwing this competition and how they're running the game and how they're such a good player and how they're going to win. Or in Peter's case, you end the season going, talking about how you're going you're to be very out of all-stars because he's such a huge threat or whatever. Well, with the exception of probably the main bit of week three, we are the story from the triple eviction onwards has just been the rise of Britney, basically. The rise of Britney is this big threat and not a pawn anymore. That was in between all these all these episodes full of like you know you know, even the, in a week that Kevin like didn't even get a house household, he got thirty two confessionals. And in, in an episode where he wasn't even had a household or power of video holder, he got thirty two confessionals. In one episode? Yeah. Oh when Peely was H O H? Um no, I think it was around the start or uh, around the start or around the finish of his of his run in the house. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it is the Peter, it is the Peter Brown effect of giving this person who is like you know or they have nothing other than like you know in Kevin's case poker analogies or talking about how they're throwing competitions or they're doing this because of strategy. It's like it all it really does is just stuff up the narrative and make it about gameplay when it's like you know there are more interesting people to be talking about or more interesting people to hear about gameplay from than you know bland white guy number five of two thousand fifteen. When Kevin's back's up against the wall, the chips are down, Ben. You can't do anything else. At least Jordan hasn't really, like, said that he's some great player that was ousted uh, uh, since coming to the jury house. He's pretty much acknowledged that he did not play that great of a game. I think Jordan was helped by the fact that Cindy followed him. Because Jordan and Cindy are quite a funny pair. Only because Cindy is so far out of Jordan's league. Yeah, Cindy's effect is just hilarious on him because she's last week the entire jury house segment basically was just her ordering him around which is very entertaining so the second veto conversation is called pit stops veto house guests must fill up their oil jar using a can slip across a lane on a dolly once it's filled up enough to get the ping pole out and hit their buzzer they'll win the power of veto and Ashley wins because just like with the hoh competition there is nothing to say about this because they are just trying to get through quick competitions basically except for godfrey's suit in contrast to what everybody else was wearing that really stood out the red jumper suit this is the first time that they've actually willingly not given the guys a more ridiculous costume than the girls, I think. Well, there was only one guy left. Yeah, but every single time that there's been different costumes for the guys and the girls, the guys have got the more ridiculous ones. So it was quite a surprise to see Godfrey less ridiculously dressed than the girls. And it looked like everyone else just hated their outfit because they were constantly asking to change, and you could see even like even when they're doing the whole nomination ceremony or, I mean, power of veto ceremony and eviction ceremony, they're keeping trying to to get the shorts to just have it not just go way up. It was, it was a bit ridiculous. It could have been a little less tight for them, I think. Yeah, the funniest thing about the eviction was just Arissa talking and all we saw was Peely adjusting her crotch. Because that was for, like, a good five seconds. And no one thought to cut away from it. <laughs> so it's Godfrey who's the replacement nominee. And for the first time this season, we have a tie at the eviction. I think was, I think it's the first time in Big Brother Canada history. That's pretty impressive for how many rounds of play that there's been, and that was the first tie. Like, in, even within like the Big Brother US version, they had I think they had quite a few ties. I think early on in the seasons, first HOH vote was week eight of Big Brother two. Yeah, like the last possible place they can do it, they can do a tie. Same same place next season. Week four of season three had one as did week 10. Yeah, and time must be very broken. 
So Brittany as HOH has to stand up and say she's going to miss Peely's smile, but then kick her out of the house. Well, Willow wasn't an option, so really Peely was the only other one left to evict. And Peely really wanted to change, but she can't. So she's evicted in a figure-hugging jumpsuit. And has probably the funnest interview I think I've seen from a house guest being evicted out of any season of Big Brother Canada so far. Top quote from for me. So you're going to jury and you're going to see Kevin. Arissa just probing. Oh dear. Oh no. And then she was, and then she was, you know, I like, she seems like a nice person. I don't like have any, you know, even though she was a bit passive in the house, it doesn't really matter to me because like, you know, she's just, she's that kind of person and, you know, it's not as if she was like actively trying to be a bad player. It's just like she's not the type of player that she's just not the type of person that would do good in a, in a Big Brother US season, or come to think of a Big Brother UK or Big Brother Australia season because you know she's a minority. Oh, so going into next week, who do we think is going to be the next HOH? Um, Gee. I could venture a guess. <laughs> hmm. I think we'll hold off on the predictions of the next HOH. Sarah. <gasps> Shocker. I have a different question then instead. Was this week, even though we both, we are all, all three of us like the results in general for what happened, this was probably the most boring week overall for the whole season. Is that a fair statement to say? But at least it wasn't a bad week. Yeah, because with the lack of people in there, there wasn't much intrigue about who was going on the block. There wasn't much intrigue as soon as Brittany and Sarah won their respective HOHs. I mean, compared to compared to the last seasons, you know, the final five and the, the final five in season one had Gary, Jillian, Tyla, and Andrew. The final the final five in season two had Adele, John, Netta, Heather, and Sabrina. This season only really has like three good confessional givers. The best case next week would be us crowning Britney as the winner. Crown it. Yeah, the second best case obviously would be Sarah. After that, Godfrey. I would rather Godfrey than Ashley, obviously. Well, to be to be like, um, Brit- Brittany or Godfrey would be my preferred winners. Actually, a minority winner in Big Brother in Big Brother North America would be you know pretty unprecedented because we've only had June. I'm more thinking about who probably stands the best chance of winning if they get to the final two. If it's Brittany, Sarah, then Brittany wins. If it's Sarah Godfrey, Sarah wins. If it's Sarah Ashley, it'll be iffy. If it's Brittany Ashley, I'd probably give it to Brittany, but only just. Ashley might, Ashley might still have a chance though. That's the thing. Which is unfortunate, which is unfortunate. I don't hope it doesn't happen, but still. Ashley has a chance, but it all, it hinges on what Arissa's surprise is going to be for the jury more than anything. Because if, Production have a chance to give Sarah and Brittany an advantage at the final two, they will take it. Because obviously, Brittany and Sarah are their preferred options. I hear the twist at the end is just going to be Logan decides who wins, and and then I would just flip a coin between Godfrey and Brittany. But most likely, I would just probably rig and just go with Godfrey anyway. You'd go with Godfrey purely to say, ha, I've been predicting it all season. Yep, right, yep. You only switched it once with, uh, with the Willow Wait, there. We need a Britney win to make up for Joa leaving on Big Brother UK this week. Yeah, Joa is blatantly going to be leaving. Who do we think would be the worst option as winner? Ashley. It would be so random and be very tough to justify her win overall. Especially with how little airtime she's gotten since day one. It would be like, we've only known who you've been for about two weeks now. If the final three is Britney, Godfrey, Sarah... I think that might be one of the better final threes we've ever seen. It's hard to break John, Netta, and Sabrina. That's why I said one of the better, because last season was awesome. Or Lisa, Danielle, Jason. 
I'd say if we compare it to Big Brother US at least, it's by far it would be by far the best final three we'd seen in about forever. Um hmm. Hold on, I'm just putting Japanese music in my head. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, like Lisa yeah. Daniel and Dra- Lisa Daniel and Jason was like the only good final. F- oh wait, no. Um, Lisa Daniel Jason and Monica Will and Nicole are all pretty awesome final threes. And that happened about 15 years ago now. Then 14. You mean Derek Cody Victoria's not your favorite final three ever? If you want to get a reaction on that, you should have gone. You should have gone like the brigade or something. Too late. I'm going for the more fun ones. Victoria's like an Earth Angel, so. So yeah, I think we're about done for this week. And our penultimate Big Brother Canada 3 recap. I wish we had a more exciting recap for this week and more quotes to joke about, but it was more the same and but we were happy we we're happy with the outcome of this week because it pretty much is very close to solidifying a good winner for this season. Good ending to the season. And that too. I think that was probably our biggest fear going into the past couple of weeks, was actually what happens if Sarah and Brittany and Godfrey all go? I'm hoping, like, story-wise, I'm hoping it doesn't happen actually, but story-wise, it'd be better if um, Godfrey was to leave at the Final Four because to fulfil his role as the, fulfill his role as the meat shield for the Pembots that has been played by many people this season, including Neha. Uh, Slayha. Neha, Neha, Johnny... Nobody, nobody calls her Slayha. Uh, Neha, Johnny, Cindy, and Willow, among them. So to have to have him, you know, fill the fill that pantheon of of people who only became great when they joined the Fembots would be pretty good. So, who do you think ultimately we're going to be talking about as the winner of this season? Brittany. Yeah, I think Sarah. I mean, we've been talking about who Sarah would evict if she won the final HOH, and I just I think Sarah is going to value having. Brittany in the final two to celebrate their day one final two alliance that they made rather than make the quote-unquote smart move and evict Brittany just to drag or drag uh, Godfrey to the end. I don't think Sarah will, will backstab Brittany at the end. I think if Brittany makes it to the final two, Brittany's our winner. Otherwise, it's a little bit more open. Anything else to say about this week before we... Sino. I can't believe we've lost six players in the past uh, three weeks. I know. And like four, four of them are part of the Dark Alliance. Ha 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 ha! In summary, well, no, three of them were one, and three of them were half, half the Chop Shop, and like three of the Dark Alliance. Yep. Ha. Is is it? And Ashley's the only member of Dark Alliance and the Chop Shop left. Yep. Hopefully that'll end this week as well. Hopefully the Chop Shop will be closed. Yeah, because it's ending next week. No, I mean in terms of actually going at Final Four. You want the chop shop to close by Monday? Yeah, by close of business Monday, I want the chop shop closed. Shut it down. So, thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week for our final Big Brother Canada episode of this season of Yattencast. And if you followed Amazing Race 26 all season long, you can catch our interview with the Small Town Sweethearts, Mike and Michelle, this coming weekend. If you want to follow any of us on Twitter, the handles are down below. See you next week. Bye! Hashtag 250, hashtag super Go for the love of God! (laughs) Peace.